Today's reading is 2 Peter 2. Now there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow in their depravity, and because of them, the way of truth will be defamed. In their greed, these false teachers will exploit you with deceptive words. The long-standing verdict against them remains in force, and their destruction does not sleep. For if God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but cast them deep into hell, placing them in chains of darkness to be held for judgment, if he did not spare the ancient world, when he brought the flood on its ungodly people, but preserved Noah, a preacher of righteousness, among the eight, if he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to destruction, reducing them to ashes as an example of what is coming on the ungodly. And if he rescued Lot, a righteous man distressed by the depraved conduct of the lawless, for that righteous man living among them day after day was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. If all this is so, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to hold the unrighteous for punishment on the day of judgment. Such punishment is specially reserved for those who indulge the corrupt desires of the flesh and despise authority. Bold and self-willed, they are unafraid to slander glorious beings. Yet not even angels, though greater in strength and power, dare to bring such slanderous charges against them before the Lord. These men are like irrational animals, creatures of instinct, born to be captured and destroyed. They blaspheme in matters they do not understand. And like such creatures, they too will be destroyed. The harm they will suffer is the wages of their wickedness. They consider it a pleasure to carouse in broad daylight. They are blots and blemishes, reveling in their deception as they feast with you. Their eyes are full of adultery. Their desire for sin is never satisfied. They seduce the unstable. They are accursed children with hearts trained in greed. They have left the straight way and wandered off to follow the way of Balaam, son of Beor, who loved the wages of wickedness. But he was rebuked for his transgression by a donkey, otherwise without speech, that spoke with a man's voice and restrained the prophet's madness. These men are springs without water and mists driven by a storm. Blackest darkness is reserved for them. With lofty but empty words, they appeal to the sensual passions of the flesh and entice those who are just escaping from others who live in error. They promise them freedom while they themselves are slaves to depravity. For a man is a slave to whatever has mastered him. If indeed they have escaped the corruption of the world through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, only to be entangled and overcome by it again, their final condition is worse than it was at first. It would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it and then turn away from the holy commandment passed on to them. Of them the proverbs are true. A dog returns to its vomit, and a sow that is washed goes back to her wallowing in the mud. This is God's word. This chapter predicts strong judgment for false prophets. But the point of the chapter is not to warn the false prophets themselves. Rather, the point is to warn us about them. They are sneakily deceptive, according to verse 1, which says they will secretly introduce destructive heresies in the NIV's reading. They will exploit you, according to verse 3, 
and seduce the unstable, according to verse 14. Their judgment is certain, according to God's long pattern of judging the wicked, according to verses 7 through 10. But before that judgment falls, it will cause much harm, as verse 13 puts it in the NIV. How do we avoid falling prey to these false prophets? Knowing the truth and comparing all truth claims against the truth is the most important way to avoid them. In addition, though, the scriptures announce to us to watch the outcome of their teaching and the lifestyle that they lead. Are they greedy for money, as verse 1 and verse 14 say? That's a telling sign. Does their teaching actually have tangible spiritual results, or is it merely pious-sounding talk with no real substance? Verse 17a says that they are springs without water and mists driven by a storm. Are they really different, wholly themselves? Verse 19 says that they promise them freedom, while they themselves are slaves of depravity. There is so much teaching available to us now through books, radio, TV, and the internet. These mass broadcast media make it harder to know what these teachers are really like, but you cannot hide who you are forever. So first of all, keep reading and learning God's word, but beware and wary of the teachers you allow to influence you. Look for the substance of God's word in their teaching and watch how they live. These things will help you to know whether someone is a man of God or a false teacher. If you found this devotional helpful, let me encourage you to sign up with your email address by going to dailypbj.com subscribe. And every morning you can receive for free a transcript of this devotional, as well as links to the audio and video of it. Please also consider giving me some monthly financial support so I can keep making content like this. Go to dailypbj.com support for that. Finally, please share this with someone who might grow from it, and I'll see you next time. May God bless you.